0: Good morning. That last song is a powerful expression of an encounter with God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord, our God. Oh, praise his name forever. For endless days we will sing his praise. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, our God. What a great song to begin this moment where we talk today about the next part of our journey of encountering God. Here's the reality Music. Music is an important part of our lives. Music allows us to express what is buried within us at times that we ourselves cannot express. Music, for so many people, it identifies them. It identifies them and what they identify with. It identifies a cause, a culture, a heart, an emotion. It expresses for us so many times what we wish That we could express and yet when we do not find the words or the way to express it or even express it appropriately We will often find ourselves expressing who we are or who we think we are or who we think we want to be We will express that through song Music, it defines people, it truly does There is a reality that in our lives the type of music will define who you want to be, who you are, how you exist and what you think Music is an important part of our world. It always has been. You and I are no exception to that in our generation today. We are not the only ones who try to define ourselves and our time frame by music. And if we're not careful what we will discover in our journey of expression and music, we will allow music um, to express our encounters with other people, with ourselves, and yet we will find ourselves buried within music that really doesn't do much for our soul. That is the reality, is that there is a lot of music out there. And, and I can remember way back in the day, a, a writer, a Christian songwriter, Jeff Moore, would say, why does the devil have all the good music? I mean, there's a reality that out there, um, what we so often do as people... And specifically as those who say that we are followers of Jesus, that we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and our strength, Um, we will find ourselves buried deep in the expression of music that is less than God-honoring. Now, I'm not going to be that preacher today who goes off and rails against your music because there have been seasons in my life as well where there has been music that has been in my life that is less than edifying. It doesn't glorify the Lord. And I have used, perhaps as many of you have, that excuse to say, well, I just like the music. I'm not listening to the words, but it all goes together. It's pretty naive to say, well, I just like the beat, but I'm not really listening to the words. The words penetrate who you are. They will dictate your actions and your attitudes. That's the power of music because it expresses who we are, who we think we are, who we think we want to be. And the reality is if we encounter God in such a personal and powerful way that affects our hearts, our soul our mind, and our strength, then we need to find ourselves in a position to express that appropriately through songs to him. Now, I have this dialogue quite often with my oldest son because he lives in this generation, and and music, as you know, it changes throughout generations. Um, It was different for those of you who remember your great times in the 50s or the 60s or the 70s or the 80s. The 90s, the 1000s, and even of this last generation and decade. Music, it changes. And one of the hard things for believers is that we often struggle to find good ways to praise the Lord in our own churches and in our own personal lives. And therefore, our default mechanism is the music of the world. It's the thoughts of the world, the expressions of the world. And we normalize those in our hearts and in our faith. And therefore to do that minimizes the power of the encounter that you and I can have with God through song. If we're honest, most of us sing with all of our hearts the words to our favorite songs that we hear on the radio or on our Apple Music or on our accounts that we follow on Spotify and we know those songs well and we've seen them loud and they express where we are in life. And yet, when it comes to our relationship with God, we do not allow not only the same passion to be expressed in our song. Not only do we not allow the same passion, we don't allow that passion to overcome our desire To be locked into the music of the world. Today I want to talk to you about the power of music. Because what you will see in scripture, without exception, is the children of God, when they encountered God, they would express that very specifically and very powerfully with their music. So today as we go to Exodus chapter 15, I want you to take your Bibles and I'd like for you to turn to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15 is one of those encounter moments. And this encounter moment um, is an expression of where the people of God had their hearts and their lives turned around because of an encounter with God. And then it turned around how they approached him in song. Today we're going to talk about that. The life lesson is this. Singing to the Lord, it expresses the value of ...of your encounter with Him. Singing to the Lord, it expresses the value of your encounter with Him. Singing to the Lord, that expresses the value of mine, of yours, of our encounter with God. And while we may say that there's not any good music to express that to the Lord... um, ...I really believe that's not only an excuse to not sing. I believe, quite frankly, it's a deep hindrance a growing, vibrant faith and walk with Christ as a worshiper who should encounter God, especially when you come to church. When I look at Exodus chapter 15, what I see is this moment after those encounters. Now, we've looked at three very specific encounters that the children of God have had with him. And these encounters, these are moments where God did something exceptional. The children of God walked through The Red Sea. They walked through water. They walked on dry land. It's an amazing moment. Moses, he had a burning bush encounter with God. Don't you wish that you had a burning bush encounter with God? The Passover. God spared his avenger over those who put the blood of the lamb over their life. The avenger could not touch them. And so what we see in these moments is these deep Personal encounters that people had with the Lord. They led to an expression. And Exodus chapter 15 is a moment of expression. Let me read it to you this morning. This is Exodus 15 verses 1 and following. Then Moses and the sons of Israel, and that would be all of them, sons and daughters, the children of Israel, the people of Israel... They sang this song to the Lord, and this is what they said. Notice what they did. They sang this song to the Lord. This is after arriving on the dry land on the other side with God's deliverance on the other side of the Red Sea. So this is what they said. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. And he has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has thrown into the sea. And the choicest of his officers... Or drowned in the Red Sea. The waters cover them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, destroys the enemy. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send out your burning anger and it consumes them like chaff. And the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flowing waters stood up like a heap. The depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoils. I shall be satisfied against them. I will draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. You blew with your wind, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders? You reached out with your right hand, and the earth had swallowed them. In your faithfulness, you have led the people whom you have redeemed. In your strength, you have guided them to your holy habitation. The peoples have heard, and they tremble. Anguish has gripped the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom were terrified. The leaders of Moab, trembling, grips them. All the inhabitants of Canaan have despaired. Terror and dread fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they are motionless as stone. Until your people pass over, Lord. Until the people pass over whom you Have purchased. You will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance. The place, Lord, which you have made as your dwelling. The sanctuary, Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. And this is the song. That the children of God sang when they had encountered the Lord. After he led them, not only from Egypt, he saved them and delivered them. And he avenged them. In response, their encounter was reflected in song. Let me pray for us this morning as we talk about the power of music in our encounter with God. Father, I... I pray that you will break down anything in our hearts that is set up against us, in our minds, our thoughts, our souls, anything that pulls us to the pit and does not deliver us into a moment and a lifetime where we express through song the value of who you are in our encounter with you. God, would you create real worshipers, In spirit and in truth, in each and every one of us, in Jesus' name, amen. This passage is is a song, and the reality is songs are an important part of our lives. We listen to so much music, so many kinds of music, and we will give that music our best. The truth is, we'll even pay for it. But we'll want what we give to the Lord to come for free. Isn't that interesting? The reality of our lives is we will give our best to the world. And, and one of the things that when I talk with my son about the music of this culture, when I think about the music that a lot of young people or a lot of grown people are listening to, there's a reality that if you don't feel that there is good music out there to be had for Christians, maybe it's not that there's not good music out there to be had for Christians. Maybe it's just you're consumed with the wrong music. Maybe it's the reality that your love is more for the things of the world and the expression of the world than for the things of God. And if you're really gifted and really strong, then why not create new music? What you see is that these children of God sang a song that previously did not exist. And the reason this song was written is because they had an encounter with God that was so powerful that it made its way to pen, to paper, To a generational tradition that was passed on and on and on. Because there was a moment where the encounter with God was so valuable. That it expressed something that was so significant that it made its way to music. If you continued reading in Exodus chapter 15, you will see that even Miriam began to pull out the timbrel. The the sounding of music to be able to express for the people to put it to music what God had done. And that is so true for you and I today when we think about the power of our encounter. Because an encounter with God needs to be accompanied by worship. Encountering God and worship go hand in hand. And what is the role of music? What is the role of singing when you think about your worship? We're going to talk about this specifically today. And then we're going to look a little more at it next week because um, I've heard it all. I've heard it all, Live long enough to hear it all. I've, I've lived long enough to see generations and people divide themselves within the church even over stylistic or over cultural differences. And I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, we all have a different flavor of music that we may like, but if we're not using it together to bring glory and honor to God together as the body of Christ, then we are not only dividing ourselves, we are minimizing the encounter that we can have with God. I've had the joy of worshiping the Lord on multiple continents with words I could not understand and yet to stand in the awe and the presence of God. With traditions that were not my own tradition that I was raised in and yet to fill the presence and the holiness of God in different nations with people expressing to God from different ways but the same God, the same encounter. And when you encounter God that way, music, song becomes a part of your worship. It's not just a tradition or a routine that we are to experience in church. No, it's something deeper. It's something more valuable that I believe in our generation, particularly in the American church, we have lost. Because we treat the church more like American Idol than we treat it like an encounter with God. And that's just not how it was meant to be. And we cheapen our worship and we cheapen our encounter and we cheapen grace when we fail to come in and use any other excuse other than God, I want to encounter you, this is my moment. Why should I sing to the Lord? When you think about it, I've heard it. Well, I don't have a good voice, right? If you don't have a good voice, you don't need to be on the platform. Okay, we're not in support of, oh, bless their heart moments. Have you been a part of a, oh, bless their heart moment in a church before? Have you ever been there? I mean, I, I hope that doesn't offend you because some of you believe that you are insanely gifted and you deserve to be up here because God's given you a heavenly voice. And I'm just going to be honest. You make me cringe. <laughs> because you're not gifted in that way. But does that mean that therefore then you can say, I should not sing to the Lord? Look, just because you may not be gifted to use it to lead the people, you still have been gifted to express what God has done in the encounter to Him. So why should you sing? Why should I sing? Why should song be a deep expression of our encounter with God? A deep important part of our growing relationship with Christ. Well, Let me give you a few reasons today from this passage. And then we're going to look at how we can do it. How can we actually learn to sing and express through music? The value of our encounter with him. I should sing to the Lord first and foremost because it is his strength and his triumph that exists in my life. Why should you, why should I, why should we sing to the Lord? Because it is his strength and triumph in my life that when I get a moment to sing, I am celebrating that. When I get a moment to encounter him, I am remembering his strength and triumph. A lot of music, if you listen to it, it's about your emotions, your feelings, your opportunities, how someone else can validate you. There are wonderful love songs. There are wonderful songs of angst and anger. There are songs that express so deeply who we are or who we feel we want to be or how we feel about others. And yet, in all of that, they're very limited Because those songs don't elevate the one whose strength and triumph is always present in the hearts and the lives of his children. And God's strength and triumph was present. The children of God in this song knew that that they wrote. They talked about it was the Lord's strength and the Lord's triumph that caused them to escape to freedom from the oppression of the nation of which they were under. And they did not elevate themselves. They did not elevate their power. They did not elevate their perspective. They did not elevate their cause. They elevated the power of the Lord, the strength of the Lord to bring about his triumph on their behalf. That's a huge difference in our culture and in our world and in the music that we listen to. Just compare them, lay them side by side, and you will see. You will hear not just the music, But the words, and words that elevate the strength and the triumph of God in your life, those are the words that reflect an encounter with God. That's what you see as the children of God talked about the strength of God, the triumph of God, the power of God. The Bible says this in Psalm 28, verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart Trust in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart triumphs, and with my song I shall thank him. That is what the expression of the strength and the triumph of God means to those who trust him. And therefore, with my song, I will allow that encounter to come forth. Psalm 118 verse 14. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. The strength of the Lord. The triumph of the Lord. That makes me want to sing because He has become my salvation. When you look at Exodus chapter 15, the children of God say, The Lord has become my salvation. Not me. Not you. Not someone else. The Lord is my salvation. And therefore, His strength and His triumph bring me to a point to express that back to Him. Jeremiah 16, verse 19. O oh Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction. O oh Lord, you are my strength. You are my refuge. You are my hiding place. And when I am afflicted, I have nowhere to go, nowhere to run, nowhere to solve what's going on within my soul except in your presence. That's the power of an encounter with God and the power of acknowledging His strength and His triumph through song Psalm 89 verse 13 through 15 powerful is your arm strong is your hand your right hand is lifted high in glorious strength righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. What you see throughout Scripture is that when the people of God encountered God, they encountered Him through song, remembering that it was the strength and the triumph of the Lord. That carried them in the midst of their affliction. That he was a shield for them. That he was a refuge for them. He was one that lifted them up out of situations and saved them when they could not save themselves. And therefore, through music and song, they gave him worship and praise. The first reason that you and I should learn that we should sing to the Lord is because of his strength and his triumph in my life. Secondly, it's because of his reign, his reign as a king, as the Lord over everything. What the children of God knew in Exodus chapter 15 and what they're expressing to you is that it was the Lord who had parted the seas. It was the Lord who had created a path forward in their life for them. It was the Lord who had separated the waters so that they would have a direction, the deepness and the darkness of life. It was caving in on them. They were being pursued and oppressed by enemies of heart, soul, mind and strength. Things that they could not escape from of themselves. And therefore they knew... Only God could be the salvation of their soul. Only God could be the salvation of their circumstance. Only God could be the one to rescue them from the pit. And therefore, it was His reign over the seas... Over the winds, over the circumstances, over the darkness, over the oppression, over those that were pursuing and over those who were oppressing. It was his reign over that circumstance that set them free, that gave them life, that pointed them in a new direction, that gave them hope. And then therefore, once they acknowledged the reign of God over that, they praised him through song. They acknowledge that, that it was his salvation that brought them through. It is his salvation that is the same salvation for you and I today. And that salvation causes us to want to, need to, try to express with all that we are through an encounter with him and through worship, his supreme reign over our lives. Isaiah 66 verse 1 and 2 says this, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made. And so all these things come to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I look. The one who is humble. Who is contrite. Are broken in their spirit and the one who trembles at my word. That's the one to whom I look. That's the one to whose worship I will pay attention. That is the one who acknowledges I have the reign over it all. I love this passage in Isaiah. It reminds me of a dear friend of mine years ago, an older gentleman, who this was his life verse. It helped him understand perspective on life when you walk through all types of seasons. Heaven is the throne. The earth, that's where we live, right? By the way, we clamor and we think this is our world and we think it's our way and we struggle and strive in our own strength to get it how we want it. Do you realize the earth and the world that we clamor and hang onto so much for, and we fight so much for, and we embrace so much, and we allow it to influence? That is barely good enough to be beneath the feet of God. Barely good enough. And he says, I made all these things. What I say will happen will happen, and there's nothing that you can do about it. But if you want to express how it really impacts you to understand my power, my reign over everything, then it requires a humble heart, a broken spirit, trembling at my word. And to that person, their worship, I will pay attention. Wow. That's the significance of acknowledging the reign of God over our lives. And to do that through song... Is a powerful moment. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. The earth is the Lord and everything in it, the world and all those who dwell in it. His reign supreme, expressed through song, through worship, is something that empowers our encounter with Him because we know. He is that God who is in charge, who is working out His plan. And He's on our side and we are on His side. And He is a God who is strong and mighty on behalf of those who acknowledge He reigns supreme. Here's the third reason. From this song sung by the children of God in Exodus chapter 15. A third reason that I see that you and I should sing to the Lord. And that is because His love and mercy. Is toward those he redeems. Why should I sing to the Lord? Why should you and I sing to the Lord? Because it's of his love. And his mercy toward us. His love and his mercy. And not only toward us. To redeem us. The, the song in Exodus chapter 15 I actually used that word. Oh, Lord, it is by you we are saved. You have saved us. You have redeemed us. Redemption means that a price was paid to set you free. A price was paid to set you free. So why should you and I sing to the Lord? Because he is a God who loves us, who's merciful toward us, and he has redeemed us. By paying a price that we could not pay ourselves to set us free. And that is a reason. doesn't matter where you come from, what your culture is, what your preference is. To sing to the Lord with all of your heart, to engage Him in an encounter, is to acknowledge His love, His mercy. That you've been redeemed by Him. Psalm 36, verse 5. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness, Lord, it reaches to the skies. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22 through 24. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is thy faithfulness. And then this part that many of you would hold on to, but you've never expressed it so well as was, as was expressed in Lamentations. But you'll hold on to this. Your mercies are new every morning. Where is that found? Where is that statement that many of you as Christians will hold on to? Because it is your life giver each day. It is the only way that you overcome. Where is that found in a song? In a lament. Lamentations means to lament. The writer of Lamentations was lamenting over his life, over where he had been. And he acknowledged that only God could fix his heart, his soul, his mind, and his strength. Only God could do that. Only God's love and mercy that was fresh every day Only God's redemption could set him free. I say to myself, the writer would say, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. What a great expression of the love and mercy of God. Psalm 66 verse 3, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Because God's loving kindness is better even than to live. My lips shall praise you. I dare say that in most of our music, it doesn't express that. Well, most of the music that floods our lives as people and that we use to express something but not worship to God. Most of the music that we encounter in our lives that we allow to penetrate our hearts, minds, soul and strength. And I realize that even right now, many of you are defending it. I'm not fighting you. I'm just telling you the truth. And the truth is, when that music elevates you, and it doesn't elevate the Lord, then that music is not allowing you the power of an encounter with God. Not against all music. But I do know what music does and what music says, and I know its effect on all of us. And therefore... To change in an encounter with God in a way where we use our song to acknowledge His loving kindness that is better than this life. And to use our mouths, our lips to praise Him. That is a reflection of how much we value Him. That's it. Number four. Why should my lips work, sing praise to the Lord? Why should I do that? Because of His salvation for today and for forever. Because of God's salvation for today and his salvation for forever. The problem with most of us and why we don't encounter God with song is that we only think God's salvation is about the future. We only think that God's salvation matters for heaven. And therefore, let's be honest, most of us look at heaven as a choir that we don't want to be a part of. Most of us look at heaven as that's the moment where I get my angel wings, which you're not. And that's the moment where you think, well, I'm going to sing forever, which you're not. That's the moment, though, where many of us think that's when we will give our best to the Lord. But God's salvation is not just future-oriented. God's salvation is for today. God did not just promise that he would deliver his people Egypt from Egypt. God delivered his people from Egypt. God did not just promise you a salvation of your soul that is future and a forgiveness of your sins that is future. God has saved your soul and God forgives you of your sins. God has not just promised to bless you in the sweet by and by and glory land of wherever you think it is. God will bless you today. He will save you today. God's salvation is not just tomorrow. God's salvation is present. And when I begin to wrap myself around that, that I have been rescued, that I am rescued, that I am set free, that his hope will carry me, then I can begin to freely allow my soul to sing to him because he's doing something today. He's doing something right now. This song that we read today was birthed. In a moment where God did the miraculous. And we need moments in our lives where we express in song. Moments where we have met with God and encountered him. Because of who he is. His salvation is good today and it is good forever. Psalm 18 verse 35. You have given me the shield of your salvation. And your right hand supported me. And your gentleness has made me great. You have. It's not, you will. It's, you have given me the shield, the protection of your salvation right now. You have supported me. You are present with your right hand right now. That is the power of salvation. And the reason that many of us fail to give God our best in music and in song and in worship and express that... Is because we think it's only out there, but we miss what God is doing right here, right now. Psalm chapter 3, verse 8, salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be upon your people. Salvation belongs to the Lord. It's His salvation both for today and for tomorrow that matters. And therefore the expression of that in an encounter with God shows that we value not just heaven... We value the breath of the moment, the opportunity of the moment, the significance of the moment to use the voice that we have to honor him. Salvation, it belongs to the Lord and his blessing is upon his people. Psalm 13, verse 5 and 6, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good. To me. I will sing the Lord's praise. Why? Not because he's going to be good to you. But because he has been good to you. See, I want to unlock within your hearts today. And I realize the battle that many of you are working through. You're working through it with your children, you're working through it with yourself. I realize this is a significant battle in our world today. It's the battle for your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Why? It's a battle for your worship. And what penetrates your mind, what comes into your heart, what goes into your soul, it will affect you. But to allow yourself to be encountered by God and to encounter God in such a way. That you begin to say, Lord, I, I need a mind shift, a heart shift, a soul shift, and a body shift that expresses the value of my encounter with you. That's significant. And listen, you do not get to choose what happens to you in this world. You don't get to choose what other people do to you, how they respond to you. It doesn't matter how you feel about it, but what you do get to choose Is how you use your lips to respond to God. That's what you get to choose. And because of his loving kindness. My lips will praise you. Because of his triumph and strength. Because of his reign over everything. And because of his salvation today and forever. My lips will praise you. That's why we should sing to the Lord. So I want to finish with how. Because what we don't get to know. Is what that song sounded like. In Exodus chapter 15. Here's the wonderful thing about music. It always changes. It's reflected differently in cultures. But there are people all around the world who sing songs to God. And if you're not careful, you will limit your understanding of an encounter with God and worship with God. Because you will say, well, I can't worship to that. Well, then you've missed out on all the reasons of why we should encounter and worship God. Where we are. With who we are. And what we're going through today. And this is how we should do it. Number one, how should I sing to the Lord? You should make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Exodus chapter 15 passage shows you what the people of God along with Moses sang to the Lord. I'm going to ask you a very honest question. Do you think they sang to the Lord in that moment like most of us sing in church today? Oh, no, you didn't, Pastor. Oh, yes, I did. Do you think they sang to the Lord after what He had done for them in a way that many of us treat our church, our giving, our sacrifice, our worship to the Lord? No. Why? Because they had something to be joyful for. The Bible tells us To make a joyful noise to the Lord. Psalm 98 verse 4. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. It's not a suggestion. It's not an opinion. It's facts. It's truth. Psalm 95, verse 2, let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him in song. Psalm 81, verse 1 through 3, sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel, the pleasant harp with the psaltery. Blow the trumpets. That's what you see happening. Joyful songs being made to the Lord. Anytime that you're given a moment to sing, it is a moment to encounter God. And it's a moment for you to make a joyful noise to the Lord. Do you realize that your vocal cords were given to you for a reason? Even Jesus said, If my children choose to remain silent, then even the rocks will cry out to me. Your vocal cords are one of the most fascinating parts of your body because they are nothing more than two fine, simple strips of muscle and tissue with nerve endings that simply vibrate. That's all they do. And yet with that simple vibration, you are able to express your anger, Your feelings, you're able to express love and emotions. You're able to express blessings and cursings. And with those vocal cords, if we are able to do those things, to do our jobs, to remain silent with others, to do it our way, then why do we have such a hard time turning those vocal cords on? And making a joyful noise to the Lord. That is what we were created to do. That is what an encounter with God means. And an expression of the value of our encounter with God. When we sing to Him by making a joyful noise. How else should I express to the Lord the value of my encounter with Him. The value of my relationship with Him. How else should I express that? Well, I want to make a joyful noise. And I want to lift up my Voice, Lift up my voice. Psalm 66, verse 1 and 2. Shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of His name. Make His praise glorious. The children of Israel back in that generation, they sang a song and they talked about shouting to the Lord. They talked about elevating with their voice the glory of His name. Now, I realize that for many times, I'm, I'm embarrassed about the person around me. Then you're singing to the wrong person. You have the wrong audience. Because I'm going to tell you something. People will let you down your entire life, even those you believe in the most and most deeply. You're singing and worshiping the wrong one. Let your joyful noise come forth to the Lord. Lift up your voice to Him. And you let that person worry about themselves. By the way, the same person that you're worried about likewise needs to be lifting up their voice to God as well. Isaiah 52, verse 8 and 9. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Isaiah 40, verse 9. You who bring good news to Zion, go up high. Go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Lifting up your voice in song. Not being afraid, as even Isaiah would say, is to express to God, I value this moment that I get to encounter you. And I value it. And I'm going to use and choose what I have been given to glorify you. I'm going to use and choose what I have been given to sing praises to your name for who you've done. How else should I sing to the Lord? Well, I should sing to the Lord a new song. I should sing to the Lord a new song. Do you realize the song in Exodus chapter 15 did not exist prior to them being rescued and walking through the Red Sea. I mean, it's fascinating that in our minds what we would say is, well, I can only sing the old songs. Those old songs used to not exist. Matter of fact, some of the old songs were just songs that someone took from the songs of the world and made into church songs. Isn't that fascinating? So what happened to the originality of the songs that some of us hold on to so dearly? And trust me, you know me. I am not bashing the older songs. They are the deepest, most treasured, most memorized songs within my heart. But there was a point where they didn't exist. And in every generation, when you encounter God in a powerful way, it deserves A new expression of that in your relationship with him. The children of Israel in that time sang a new song unto the Lord. We all have these moments. And I I realize that the theology of, well, what songs are going to stand the test of time? Well, I don't know what that song sounded like. I just have the words. Matter of fact, when I look at the words, it wouldn't mean a whole lot according to our modern works of The stanza and the chorus and the bridge and the flow and the rhyming. It wouldn't work. But yet it worked for them as an expression of their encounter to God. It was something new. We all need a moment of a new reminder, a fresh reminder of our encounter with the Lord. Psalm 98 verse 1. Sing a new song to the Lord for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory him. Psalm 144, verse 9. God, I will sing a new song to you. On a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you. Isaiah 42, verse 10. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing his praises from the ends of the earth. Psalm 96 verse 1, sing a new song to the Lord. Psalm 149 verse 1, sing to the Lord a new song. Psalm 33 verse 3, sing to him a new song. Revelation 14:3, and they sang to him a new song. How should I sing to the Lord? I want to make a joyful noise. I want to lift up my voice. And I don't want to sit here like this when it's not my flavor of the month. I want to sing to the Lord a new song because of who He is and what He's done and what He means to me. And the value of the moment that I am granted by His grace and His mercy alone to walk into a place every single week and be able to turn it upward. And acknowledge the audience that matters the most. I want to sing to the Lord a new song. And the last thing. How do I want to sing to the Lord? How should I sing to the Lord? I should sing to the Lord with all my heart. I should sing to the Lord with all of my heart. I know many of you won't hold back in your shower. Or in your car. Because you think that you sound good in your shower. And in your car. I'm not going to be the judge and jury on whether you sound good or not. Because everybody is a rock star in their own mind. But why is it that at some point in your life you could sing like that, but when you come into the presence of the Lord, you won't sing with all your heart? Well, I don't know the words. Well, they've been repeated over and over again, and they're singable. Well, I don't like this. Well, are you giving the Lord your heart or are you trying to make a statement about yourself? And if you're making a statement about yourself, you lose. You lose out on one of the most life-giving moments of your encounter with God. And that moment is to be able to worship Him. And I don't want any of us as children of God to miss out on a moment to lift up our voice with all of our heart to give Him praise. Psalm 138, verse 1 and 2, I will give, give you thanks with all of my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your mercy and for your truth. For you have made your word great according to all of your name. Zephaniah 3, 14 and 15, Sing, daughter of Zion, shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, He is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. Psalm 108 verse one, my heart is confident in you. O God, no wonder I can sing your praises with all my heart. The people of God have always struggled people of God have always struggled with music because different forms, versions, words, songs, they come in and they penetrate within our minds, our hearts, our souls, and they affect our bodies and how we live. But to take that encounter and to turn it into something that says, I will not value what others say is the way to freedom. I will value the strength and the reign of the Lord, for he is the only one to set me free. I will not bow my will and my best toward a world that's going to sell me out and cut me short and crucify me when it's convenient for them. No, I will bring my best and my praise to a God whose mercy never ends. It is there for me every morning. His love and His faithfulness is strong toward me. And when I come into His presence, I will be the kind of person That will shout for joy to the Lord. I will lift up my voice. I will sing to him a new song. Why? Because the value of who he is and what he's done and what he's doing in my life deserves nothing more than my best. And so I want to encounter him and therefore sing with all my heart. My prayer for you today is that you will value. Your relationship with God in the moments that you've encountered Him where He truly set you free and changed your life. And therefore then your worship will now take a different turn in a different direction. Your life will take a different turn in a different direction. You will approach church and God in a different way with a different direction because you want to worship Him every time with all of your hearts. God, I thank you for your sons and daughters of generations past, of people today, of a chorus in the future, but right now, strip down our pride, tear down our walls, and give us this moment to worship and encounter
1: Jesus is worthy. He's worthy of every song we could ever sing. He's worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. He's worthy of every breath that we could ever breathe. Jesus is worthy. So we're going to have a moment to respond. And in this moment, we have, each of us, the opportunity to give Him that song, to give Him all that praise, to give Him our breath because He is worthy of it all. So let's stand together and lift it up for Him. Holy, there is no one like You. There is none beside You. Open up my eyes in wonder and show The name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe.
0: God is a moment to worship to be able to worship the one who reigns supreme in our lives the one who has his salvation that is good for you today and for forever the one whose mercy is new every morning, his love and his grace, it never ceases he is a God that has called us into his presence to worship him to use our voice, to sing to him to sing new songs, to sing with all of our heart and listen, as you go from this place today, why would I talk about this in a part of our encounter series because worship is what we are created to do to bring glory and honor to God. And yes, we can say, well, I do that in my job. I do that with my strength. Yes, but your voice was created to do that as well. Listen, also as a part of your worship, giving is a part of your worship. I want to thank you for being faithful in your worship through your giving. For those of you online, thank you for continuing to connect and support. And if this moment and these ministries are impacting your encounter with God. Strengthening your encounter with God. And Throughout this year, you are committed to continue to grow in your expression of who you are, heart, soul, mind and strength in your relationship with Him. And Stay faithful with your giving. Stay obedient and stay worshipful with what He's given you. Our lives are an expression of the value of our encounter with Him. My prayer for you this week is you will value
1: him even more. God bless you and good day.